Most bankers aren't ready to help you until after their third cup of coffee. But with Central National Bank's after-hours service, you don't have to wait for the bank lobby to open to get help. You can contact us from 6 to 8.30 in the morning or from 5 to 10 in the evening, and we'll connect you to a real, live, local person who can answer questions and fix problems seven days a week. Bank different. Bank central. Central National Bank. Member FDIC. Welcome back to Flipping Dreams. I'm your host, Heather Renee May, and today I'm talking with Audrey Callahan. She is a magnificent singer, songwriter, but also a multi-entrepreneur who is dedicated and passionate about helping other people and maintaining a high vibe. I hope you enjoy this discussion with Audrey, check out her music, and also, don't forget to subscribe so that you'll find out about future episodes as they publish weekly. Thanks for joining, and you're listening to Flipping Dreams. Oh my gosh. Well, thank you so much for, um, for answering my email and agreeing yeah. to do my podcast. Yeah, for sure. I love chatting music and business and dreams and goals and all that stuff. So for sure. <laughs> awesome. Awesome. Well, I'm super excited. Um, I... First off, was blown away by your Star Spangled Banner at the oh, um, RV Summit, the Hit the Road Summit. Oh my gosh. Thank you. Yeah, that was just, you have such an amazing voice and yeah, your heart just really shines through. It was just beautiful. Thank you so much, yeah. man. And making that video was awesome. RV life is just my favorite. So Yes, yes. And I am newly into RV life. RV life. I'm also um, a musician as well. And so oh, it's very inspiring cool. to like see other musicians going on the road and doing it a little yeah. bit differently. And like, I love this. So yeah. Yeah. Cool. Um, yeah. I wanted, so we're going to dig into like lots of stuff. Um, okay. First off, I wanted to um, just hear a little bit about your story. One of the things that really struck me when I was looking at your, um, your kind of backstory was you coming from this military background and how in so many ways this like shaped a lot of your choices and the, and it became a real pivotal moment for you. Um, so yeah, I would just love to hear about, yeah, yeah definitely. Um, you know, a lot of people would think that moving a child around so much may have adverse effects or maybe the child wouldn't want that. And sure, there were moments when I was really attached to a school or a certain group of friends and I'd be upset when I left. But in hindsight, and not even in hindsight, in, in the midst of all of it, when we moved to all these locations every two to four years, I grew to really love it. I just got addicted to seeing new places, making new friends. If I got bored in one place, no worries, because we're going to be in a new place in just a couple years. And that mentality just stuck with me all through my life. So even when I got into adulthood, I just loved traveling and moving around and Luckily, when I met my husband, he was the same. He grew up military. And so when we got together, we just started hopping all over the place together and moving probably still about every two years. And, you know, after a while, it just gets a little overwhelming packing up your couch and like moving your bed into a U-Haul. And 
ah, just going through that whole rigmarole. So that's where RV life came into play. When it was like, wait a minute, I can move my whole house every, even more than two years. We were moving sometimes every couple of days and it's just addicting. Yeah. So we actually are a bit stationary right now, but we will, we'll always, we always find ways. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say it gets, it definitely gets expensive. Um, I have yeah. traveled my whole life all over. I'm running out of states and, um, <laughs> and, and I've like so, moved like so much that, um, one of my friends joked with me that I should just like, I should have just bought a U-Haul. Like why did I keep <laughs> renting U-Hauls? And, yeah. and now I think, why didn't I just get an RV? I mean, think of all the money I would have saved when I was just uh, like, I've got to go and up, you know, just, yeah. yeah. I think maybe it's still a bit of a new movement, even though now we're in it. It's like, well, duh, this has been around for a million years. And it's like, I don't know, 50s, 60s, 70s, people have been doing that. But to me, it was new. And the only RV life I knew was from that, um, the Christmas movie, the Griswolds or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> and the yeah. uncle comes out and it's like a really messed up trailer and shutters full and it just had a bad connotation. So I never considered it. But then once mm -hmm. you step foot in an RV that, you know, is nice and it's sometimes nicer than some apartments I've been in is it's like okay it starts to click Oh, for sure. And I think that um, what's helping is like so many, there are so many RV entrepreneurs and so many people out there that are like flipping RVs and renovating and like, honestly, they're beautiful. And so it's really exciting to see like a different side of, you know, being mobile and also more people working remotely. So this is becoming, it's not just something that people that are retired do, but now it's something that people, it's actually a lifestyle. And of course, it's a lifestyle people are embracing, but of course with COVID now everyone like RV sales oh are gosh. up and like yeah. everyone's looking to like do something different. So yeah, yeah. it's cheaper too, which is nice. So now that everybody's mobile working from home, we're not working at all. You can downsize and cut some costs and all that. Yeah, totally. And you like, um, I was talking to Alyssa Paget on one of my previous episodes about RV life and she was talking about how, you know, you can have that million dollar view without having to buy the house, you know, and yes. that's amazing. It yeah. gets addicting. Just every morning I'd wake up and I'd open my window and ah, just like marvel at the view and be able to go swimming on my lunch break in a river or a lake or wherever we're at. It's just so awesome. That is amazing. That is yeah. amazing. Um, so um, I thought it was interesting that like, so you're in this military f family and you, it was kind of assumed that you were just going to like go into military life, right? And you, you, yeah. you did actually <laughs> go down that path for a bit until you realized like music was was too strong of a calling for you and like yes yeah growing up I have always had strong musical ties my dad is a phenomenal musician he plays guitar and all of that we always had a dedicated music room a lot of my family members are musical but um, my family is also very accomplished like PhDs and nurses and lab technicians and science fields and all that so it's just kind of assumed that I would go that route and military as well it's just it's very stable I loved moving it just made sense and so yeah I took the ASVAB test and I was moments away from getting shipped off to boot camp and ah, I just couldn't do it I just thought about what that meant for my music or for my other creative pursuits and it just something inside me said don't do it so I didn't and I enrolled in a community college and I started to take courses and still what I thought was the right path in scientific type courses I was going to school for biotechnology and just all the while I was in school it just kept tugging at me like why 
why am I pursuing this path if it's not my true calling? Let me just take a break. I didn't think I could do music at that point. It took me a long time to realize I could make money doing music. It just seemed like a pie in the sky dream. But I knew I didn't want to go biotech. So I'm like, let me just take a break. And I joined a band and I was loving life, you know, just working and being in my band. And then I started um, creating flyers for my band. And that's when the MySpace era was out. So I was like coding my MySpace profile to like have a marquee and music and all this stuff. And I really fell in love with graphic design and web design type stuff and it went in line with my music so although I still wasn't brave enough to pursue music I thought well the web and graphic can really go hand in hand so I started to go to school for that and then that ended up turning into a 10-year business with employees and office space and really took me even more off my path and you know growing a business takes a lot of time so I was spending a lot of time growing that business and not much on music so it still took a back seat for quite some time Wow. Yeah. yeah. And the thing is, is that I, I love that you still pursued it, you, that your passion was so strong that even though you couldn't, you didn't exactly know how the path was going to end up. You just trusted that like somehow this, this is what you're meant to do. And somehow yes. it's going to, it's going to happen. It's going to work out. Definitely. After I was done working, we did implement a strict schedule after a while with our web business. And it was, you know, at our desk from nine to five and not five o'clock. That's it. Turn all my web stuff off and dive into what can I do musically. And so I joined bands and I did, you know, sang little hooks for like rap artists and that I found on Craigslist and just was always online, like typing in the word singer, singer for hire, singer, singer needed, singer, singer. And so I was just doing all that kind of stuff because I still didn't even really know what I wanted to do in the fields. I just knew I wanted to sing. So I did that. I sang for a long time. And as I was in those smoky bars till two in the morning, singing the same songs over and over again, I realized that wasn't really what I wanted to do either. I craved creating original music, something that was my own a message that I could connect with someone on that could get them through something, these conversations that could be built around similar ideas and, you know, just a little more than singing the same, you know, Lady Gaga over and over again, <laughs> which no, no um, shame to anybody who does the cover band. I love watching cover bands and they're such a necessary part of the music industry and some people love it and kick ass and win awards and become world famous over that so good for them but it wasn't my route <laughs> yeah I definitely I mean I'm sure you slayed it I'm sure it was amazing but like <laughs> um but I think also like that for some of us um uh at least for me like music is the they're my stories it's like my way of sort of communicating my like where I've been in my journey or things that I've gone through maybe maybe a little bit of therapy I don't know <laughs> <laughs> yeah, therapy, but yeah, you know, yes. and so it's kind of like my journal out loud in some ways. So, yeah. um, so being able to really tap into that and share that, and I think that when you share those really authentic, just like the people who wrote those cover songs, you know, when they're mm -hmm. when they're sharing those really authentic stories to song, um, that's when you really tap in and connect with other people, and like that's what I found like when I would do gigs, um, it like it if it was just like one person who came up to me and was like, oh my God, that song made me cry because it, you know, I'm going through this thing and it's like, you totally understood me. And like that, that makes it all worthwhile. Like yes, it's like, yes. it makes like, you feel I known. Would, you know? I love playing to, you know, smaller room listening type parties more than I do the big sold out clubs where everybody's drunk and they just love you no matter what you do. I like the, the more intimate. Type oh, party. for sure. For sure. Yeah. Um, 
Yeah. And I, I just recently moved to Muscle Shoals area and um, Lillian Glenn, another person who, whom I was lucky enough to interview a few weeks back, she's opened these song rooms. So if you ever come back through here, um, you should definitely check them out. They're the Muscle Shoals okay. song rooms and she has dedicated spaces for songwriters to collaborate and write songs. Awesome. Um, but she's also set up a listening room for like performances and it's very intimate and it just, it's such, it's so great that she's bringing that back here. Um, yeah. what, what I think I loved through like your story, you have all these strands that are woven together that are this tapestry of positive living and encouragement. And I think that that's something that, um, is like, first of all, something it's unique. It's something that's like so needed in, uh, for people to hear, like, I feel like our culture gets so fearful and competitive. Yes. And, and especially in like, you know, in, in anything, you know, it's like, we're, we're so afraid that like, if we don't get the thing that like, no one, you know, like there's, there's one prize. And, and I, and I try to really dispel this myth that like, everyone has dreams. We have tons of dreams and we can reach them all. And we actually can probably do it better together. So yes, like, absolutely. Yeah. I remember one time I asked um, a singer who was doing something that I thought was so cool. And I was wondering how she got there and how I could maybe do something similar or get involved. And I had reached out to ask her and she said, oh, I'm just lucky or something like that. And I was like, okay. <laughs> and there was no other follow-up. Whereas with me, like it is my favorite thing in the whole world to just shout from the rooftops, everything I've learned, because I've had some key people along my path that have been like, Oh, go here, do this, do that. And it's helped me so much. And when I found out about the section singing world, which is how I was able to become a full-time singer, um, I was so excited. I hopped on a YouTube video. I was like, singers, you can work from home and make money doing what you love. And like I outlined all the ways and made a, a, like a multi-series video course on it. And I remember one singer friend was like, why do you keep telling people about this? You're going to saturate the market. There's not going to be any more work for you and all this stuff. And nothing has changed for me other than I've gotten more work. The more I talk about it, my mom has this phrase where it's like, God's math doesn't add up. The more you give, the more you get. And I've just always kind of lived by that. I can't help but share everything I've done. And Patreon too has been a huge boost to my career. And I've been telling all my singer friends about it and telling them to get on and promoting their pages. And it's just like, why not? It's just, it's energy. And if, if the universe knows that, you know, all of this knowledge and success is going to stop at you and not go anywhere else, I feel like it's less likely to come to you. You've got to open it up and let it flow and give it out. So that's yeah, so good. Like yeah, because that's something so that I haven't actually gone into the Patreon um, like space yet. And I'm excited to like, that's like on my list of things to like, yeah, open it. myself up to. And I think like, I feel like um, maybe part of it is, you know, people have this fear that they're not good enough or that they need to be something, someone else, something like, you know, into, yes. until they can actually show themselves fully. And I feel like um, in my own life, I challenge myself in that, that it's just like, I don't, you know, just go for it. Just do the thing. Don't worry about, you know it's never going to be perfect and like letting go of that idea of perfectionism that is so pervasive that like it's okay like just just do the thing because if you're just doing it you're going to learn so much and also like you're more authentic that way and you're you know yes. it's like part of the process of becoming but yes um, i know and especially in the music industry i know it can be so hard because we see 
you know, all these YouTube channels with all these shiny videos and high production value and all this stuff. And it's like, well, who am I? Like, I live on a ranch in the middle of nowhere. Like, like I don't look polished usually. <laughs> I look kind of crazy sometimes. And, and so you just wait until that perfect moment when you have it all together. But it's like people love people who don't have it together because most of us don't have it together. So it's just putting yourself out there and even Patreon itself on like on their website or one of their webinars, they were saying, you know, don't get on Patreon until you have a fan base. And I was like, I'm just going to do it anyway, because you never know. And there was another creator that I follow, not involved with Patreon that said, you don't have to have millions of fans. You just need a little handful that actually really care about what you're doing. And I've noticed that tenfold ever since I started my Patreon out of, I have 30 patrons and I make an extra 500 bucks a month. Like that's, that's huge. So helpful. Yeah, it <laughs> yeah is. it's not, it's not a million dollars, but that gets me to my studio to record some songs. It helps me with studio time. It gets more of that content out there that they like to see. So it's like a system that feeds itself. So I always tell people just get on there. Even if you have two, three, five patrons, it's very helpful. You never know. That's so true. And I think that, um, I feel like uh, some of the themes that have been coming up in my podcast episodes are these themes of community support, Um, whether it's through schools or breweries or different things like communities coming together to support one another to reach a certain goal. And I feel like Patreon is kind of like that, that idea that like you're allowing people to, it's not a sense of ownership, but a sense of investment. Uh, You know, they're, they're part of your journey. Like by, by being a patron, they're like, um, they're saying that they, they believe in you and that they also like, they want to be part of this, of this magic that you're creating, um, and be supportive of that. And I think that that's, that's probably a better experience than just going and buying a ticket or like, you know, buying a CD, which is great too, but like actually being, having a more intimate connection with the artist. Um, I really like I like that idea. Right. Yeah. And I love how it was founded, how they said, you know, back in the day, like, I don't know, Victorian era and stuff, that um, the patrons would support the artists that they loved. Like, they would invite a painter to come to their house and paint a mural, and they would give them room and board and feed them and all this, so they could do their art, and they could focus on their art. And that's how they kind of survived back then, was just going from palace to palace or place to place doing their art and being supported by their patrons and and nowadays it's, it's not too dissimilar from just businesses in general businesses go in and out of staying afloat based on their patrons on their supporters and same with netflix people like what they're seeing so they pledge you know nine bucks a month for a netflix subscription so it's kind of like that they're pledging to you and okay let's let's see what you're gonna do every month <laughs> that's awesome that yeah. is really cool i want to hear a little bit more about the session music that you're doing the session work because that's, um, I love like just kind of highlighting different things that people haven't thought of that like my goal for this podcast is, um, flipping dreams, kind of like a fixer upper house, like flipping a house, like, yeah, just like, it's never too late and you can change at any time. And this idea that, um, I'm trying to like peak curiosity, like bring different people with different experiences to, you know, so that like maybe someone comes away going, Oh God, I never even thought of that, that Avenue, that that's something that maybe I should do or whatever. So, um, yeah, I had talked about the episode with Lillian was about songwriting as a business, which is something that like, I've never really thought about, but like people come here in Nashville to write songs for other people. Yes. And for me, songwriting was so personal that I'd be like, I mean, the baby, you're, you're going to give the baby away? But like, yeah, <laughs> me too. <laughs> but, 
but it's a thing. And, and so that was really interesting to hear that process. So yeah, tell me, how did you get into session work and what is it like? Like, what's your, Oh my God, I love yeah. it. It's my favorite. Um, I got into it because I was doing the, the cover band circuit and I was just so tired of driving and the long nights and the dressing up and all of that. And so I was like, how else can I make money using my voice? And so I typed into Google, um, I think like singer for hire or something like that. And I found this website, it was called air gigs and you put a profile up there of all your singing samples. And then people can come to this website and, and buy your vocals for something. And they do that for guitarists, for songwriters, for anything in the music industry they put in there. And they were a very small company when I got with them. I think it was like, you know, they were one, two years into it. So I was on the first page of it. And so that kind of gave me a boost um, that when people got there, there weren't a lot of singers. So I started getting hired and hired and hired. And as that grew and as my portfolio grew, I grew more confident. And so I started reaching out outside of that platform. And so I'd look on, um, Facebook is a really great place for that. Like you can type in the word uh, composer or even type in singer for hire or type in keywords like that and you'll see people making posts or you'll see people who have the job title of composer and they'll be like, oh, here's my latest project. And I'll be like, oh, there's a female vocal on that. I really like that song, that style. Maybe I'll you know, friend him or, and I won't pitch my stuff to them right away. I just build a network and then I'm always posting singing videos on my page. So chances of me seeing it are pretty high and just little things like that. And then it just grew and grew and grew. And I was able to sell off my web business and do it full time. And now you can hear my voice in video games, in movies, in um, like movie trailers, uh, theme parks. There's a theme park in Germany called um, Movie Park and they have the animatronic parade kind of like Disneyland. So every day at noon, it's my voice like, movie park <laughs> I guess they're going down the thing and then uh go fun park in China is another theme park where I did the theme song for them and there's just so many fun things so yeah it's been such a ride and I love that I can do it from home at my own schedule I can put it on certain days and other days are dedicated to my own creations and as long as you just have a home studio and are just always posting your work and networking then you know there's a lot of work out there I actually had to raise my prices a few times in the last couple of months just to slow it down like it, it's there's a lot <laughs> wow that's so interesting yeah. what do you is there a certain project that is like your favorite or that stood out to you um or yeah, oh my gosh there's a few I would say my my first favorite was the theme park that was early in my career I just couldn't believe all these people like people start sending me videos from the from Germany, like, well, hello from Germany, and I see your voice in the parade, and like all this stuff. That was one of my favorites. My second favorite was I just got done doing a movie that's endorsed by Pink, the singer. Oh, um, her her choreographer that did her Grammy aerial performance in 2010 made a movie about aerialists and it's about um, a pop star that goes on tour and I'm the voice of the pop star, the singing voice. And so I'm in nine songs in the movie. And so almost like every other scene, I swear you hear my voice. Like even when they turn on the radio, it's my voice singing. Like, and it's like a big production movie that I thought was pretty awesome. So that's definitely one of my favorites. And then just recently, like last week, I had a really big composer who's had um, music and Cinderella and Batman and Cloud Atlas, like 
he's a big blockbuster guy. I got hired to do a couple songs for him and it's the epic kind of music. It, there's no words to it. It's like, ah, like all the, that kind yeah, of stuff. Yeah, yeah. And I didn't know if I would like that kind of thing. I like singing words, but um, it came out so cool. So it just, I don't know where it's going to end up, hopefully somewhere nifty, but, uh, but yeah, I'd say those are some of my favorites. <laughs> oh, that's really cool. And probably yeah. it's nice to have the diversity too, right? Like you're yeah. not having, you're not doing the same thing each and every day. Oh, you you get to change it up and like, that's got to yes. be really fun. That's, that is another thing is it's really helped me learn my voice even more. I just went back, I've been recording from home for so long that I went back to my same producer I used six years ago and he was like wow like you've gotten so much better I thought you were good then but now it's you know I just learned my voice so much I sing every single day so and I start my days with warm-ups and my selling point that's another thing to get more gigs I always tell singers to let the second world know what your unique selling point is as a singer do you have a raspy voice do you have like low sultry tones like what's your deal um so mine is that I hit big notes so I tell people 90% of my clients come to me to hit those big notes in the song so like all of my songs are like Ah, they're up there and so it's helping me just doing that every day pretty much just really helping me just hone my skills which comes in really handy in my own music so I think it's great for singers to do that especially while we're home you know yeah. keep, keep the the voice going if you're not doing live gigs right now absolutely that is that is so cool another like yeah another avenue I hadn't thought of um and that's just that's really neat because I I love singing harmonies and stuff so that's always <gasps> something too. like I love yes. yeah so um, yeah you can put any like I put on there lead vocals is one price and backing vocals is another price they can buy them separately so sometimes I just get hired for backing and yeah that's like an art form in itself it's so fun to create all of that and sometimes they'll have you create it and other times they'll give you what they want and you just mimic it but either way it's, it's fun yeah that's so cool so yeah. now um you've been doing this while you're on the road right? Like yeah. while you're living in your RV. So, um, you've made, you've been able to make that work, like having your studio set up in your RV. Um, yes. it's, I mean, it sounds like a perfect, a perfect setup. Oh my gosh. It was amazing. I mean, I'm sure there's better setups out there because mine, I had to break down pretty much every time we moved. Um, not in its entirety, but, um, like my computer is pretty big. So I'd have to like pick it up and put it on the couch and, um, and my monitor too is on like a swivel arm thing so I can move it around. So I have to take that off the swivel and put it down. I mean, the whole process was maybe like, I don't know, 15 minutes. It's not bad at all. Um, but yeah, I would everywhere we would go. And that was my, my living as long as we had internet connection and even that I can do the songs and then go somewhere with the internet to upload them to my clients. But yeah. And I told my clients that sometimes and they're like, Oh, that's awesome. Like your songs being recorded at the grand Canyon today or your songs being recorded in Sedona or, you know, it's just, it's a perfect combination for sure. And it's gotta be, um, you know, when you're living that freedom of being out and seeing these beautiful places in nature and everything, it's just gonna, it's gonna come through in your voice oh, too. Gosh. Right. Like, you know, yes. <laughs> so um, Absolutely. Yeah. Now, um, tell me a little bit about your music, though, right? Like, yeah. um, you have an, uh, did you have a recent album? Is that right? Or, yeah. I had an album um, uh, a few years ago. It's called The Awakening. Okay. And the songs on it are some of the first songs that I ever wrote, some of them spanning years ago. And I just finally got them together and recorded them. And it's very much about that whole process of going from uh, being a server initially, waiting tables and cover bands and dreaming of one day being a real singer to here I am now 
almost two and a half years being fully funded as a singer and attending the Grammys and like doing things I never thought I would do. And so I had a huge awakening to be able to get to that point. So that's what those songs are about. And I'm in the studio now recording my next batch of songs. I'm not doing a whole EP. I'm doing, I'm doing five songs, but two of them are Christmas, original Christmas tunes. And the other three I'm gonna release as singles. One of them is uh, RV inspired. It's called The Road Is My Home. And um, you know, just some other, some other songs that are now covering the next part of my journey where things got hard. And there were some times where, you know, you're, having some dark moments and some teary nights, like wondering like, what's, what's gonna happen for you? You know, I'm aging in the industry and what does that mean? And just all these things, but ugh, it doesn't matter. You just have to keep going and you can create the career and the life that you want. It doesn't matter what age you are, especially with things like session singing or, or even not, even if you're a live performer, there's an audience out there for you. There are people aging in the world too, you know, like it's okay. So, and yeah, I think you're so right. And I think that also like our mental model of music and how it should be or performed or whatever is changing too. Yeah. Like, it's not just even because we're not even like, so first of all, albums are like, I feel like albums are going to be obsolete at some point. It's going to be just singles <laughs> that are released. Right. Yeah. And then right. like, I feel like, um, although I miss, like I miss as a kid where you get the album and it was like, there wasn't as much music out there. So it was a big deal when an album was released and like everyone got it and you sat and read all the liner notes like back to back and played it over and over until your parents like just yelled at you. But like, <laughs> um, yeah, so I do miss that nostalgically, but I know that things are changing and I feel like, um, also with, the issues with social distancing and we don't know what's going to happen in the future. And is, is COVID it? Is it going to get worse? Is we going to have something else anyway? <laughs> um, but this idea of like that impacts performance that impacts people who are attending performances in it. I feel like we have to come up with new innovative ways to share our music and to hear music. Um, and, and one of the, one of the things that I've recently thought about doing because I I've been working on material for a third album but I've actually started thinking that maybe I'm just going to start releasing singles with like video, like start working on my video work as well and yes. doing and incorporating some of my dance background and like doing Ooh. some interesting, like multi multimedia things. And that sounds awesome. Yeah. Instead of worrying so much about, I need to look a certain way and be on a certain stage and have yeah. a certain, you know, it's like, it's a different, I don't know. I think, I think this time for a lot of people has, forced us to shift. And I think that's been really good in a lot of ways. Like, yes. The more eyeballs you know. are on, you know, YouTube and things like that and, mm -hmm. and on their devices more so than ever and not so much on TV programming and things like that. So yeah, now's the time to get creative and get it out to your audience. And there's someone out there for everybody. Absolutely. For sure. Absolutely. And yeah, I definitely agree about the singles first album and that's the route I'm going this time too. Although I'm recording five songs, I'm releasing them, you know, one at a time and doing a video. And I like that too, because it gives that song a spotlight and it's moment in time and you can create a whole campaign around it and it can live its moment before you move on to the next or, you know, before it gets lost in the shuffle. I really like that too, because like, yeah, how many songs have I written or were on an album where they kind of get buried? And yeah. like, you know, and it's like each song was a really important, like when you wrote it, it was really important. Like it came out and it was like, oh my gosh, this is the best song ever until the next one, you know, <laughs> but, <laughs> yeah. but, but for that moment in time, you know, you nursed it and you're like, oh, my baby song, you know, this is so yeah. like giving it that moment to shine and like, and stand on its own. 
I, th- I really like that, that idea. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Me too. I can't wait to see your stuff. What kind of dance? Yeah. Uh, well, my first career was a ballet dancer, um, but oh. um, I will not be doing that because I can't. Okay. <laughs> That's many years ago. Um, but, but I actually, um, I actually took some movement courses from Galen hooks and I don't know if you know her, but she's a choreographer who's worked with like all of the greats, like all she's, she's super famous. She's won like all these awards and, um, and she's also super humble and just amazing. And if you're at all interested in movement, it doesn't even, you don't have to have a dance background, but she literally like literally her workshops. I went to New York for this workshop and it was so hard and so amazing because it was like, we did like facial expression work and like, and like movement, just like you're in tennis shoes and you're doing, and she, she'd cue you with like a few words, like, I want you to do this. And then you'd hear this song you've never heard before. And you had like a minute and a half to court to just move to it. Corey, just just dance and you had like the small group of people that would watch you and we would watch each other and it just it was so amazing how she pulls people I mean she's like she's like like for one one of the one of the students was like she finished and then afterwards Galen was like so how do you feel about that and she's like on a scale from 110 where were you at and she's like oh like a seven or eight and she's like why She's like, why would you be, why wouldn't you be a 10? Just be a 10. Just don't, don't hold back. Like you're not waiting for the moment. The moment's now. Like, I love that idea of just like, like she, it was really intense. It was really amazing. So anyway. So it sounds like, um, I actually founded a workshop called the ultimate entertainer workshop. That's very similar. It started as a dance workshop for singers. And I founded it because I was a hot mess on stage when I was in the cover bands. Like I, I would move and like be fine, but I always be in one spot and like, you know, I would get out of breath a lot. And so I would try things like, okay, let me do some cardio um, at home while I'm trying to sing. And, but it's different when you're in front of an audience, try to match it all together. And so I just wanted to build up that, those muscles, the confidence muscles more. So it was a, it was choreography focused at first and we would have live wireless microphones in class and sing out loud and like do the whole shabami. Um, and then it's morphed more into things like you're talking about, like the choreographer would get down to the expressions and do exercises where she gave us a word and we couldn't emote with anything other than like, hums or facial expressions or body movements and people would have to guess what emotion we're trying to emote and just all kinds of different practice introducing yourselves and like crowd engagement and just like all kinds of stuff and I love that because even if I don't go full on Beyonce when I'm up there like I do in the class because I go full bore in the class now I just have much more movement available to me when I'm doing the live stuff. Yeah I feel like um you know, even me with a dance background, you know, I find that, um, I would relegate dance to a box in my life. And so it was like, okay, if I'm dance, if I'm the dancer now, then I'm going to pull out all the moves, but otherwise I'm not going to do that because I'm the singer right now. And so, or I'm the whatever. And like, and this idea that like, not only for me, it helped me to, um, really explore my own movement and how it's changed and evolved, of course, as I'm, as I'm aging and, and, you know, I have injuries or whatever. And it's like, um, so, but it doesn't mean that I need to stop dancing. And that was the thing for me. I really felt like when I retired, it was like, that's it. Um, and so having this opportunity to open that up again, but also people in the class, her classes, like some of them have no background and they end up 
doing these amazing, this amazing body work. And it's like, yeah. it's just a reminder. Like we all have songs. We all have like this movement, you know, our bodies are meant for so much and we limit ourselves so often. And so I love the idea of kind of breaking, trying to find ways to break through um, yeah. because you don't have to have a super artistic background to move your body and to express yourself through yes. your, you know, through your, this body, not just yeah. your voice or your, your words or whatever. So, exactly. um, yeah, anyway, that's a, a complete tangent, but, um, <laughs> no, I love it, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so, yeah, yeah. So for um, one of the videos, I'm working on a song right now, and um, I want to shoot it in like a green room and do um, some really cool video work with it, but also like um, uh, start incorporating, like I'm going to be brave and try to do some dance again, that yeah. with the music and see what happens. And so it'll be a really fun experiment and like yeah. I have no expectations and yeah, I'm just That's one thing that I love about studio work and being in charge of, I don't know if you're hiring someone or doing the video yourself, but I, I paid for a video one time in my career and it came out beautiful, of course, but it cost a lot of money. So I um, got my own camera and tripod and green screen and all that. And I've had so much fun creating my own stuff. And I think that's part of the fun. And what I don't get from the, if I was solely a live performer is that, you know, the brainstorming and the creation and putting together this masterpiece that you eventually put out into the world. It's just so fun. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Because I do have a film background too, because I have like a million, nice. I have a million careers. So like, <laughs> this is like, none of them made me any money yet. But anyway, <laughs> but, uh -huh. uh, um, but yeah, no, it's, um, so I definitely have thought about like, because I can see the shots, I can see everything in my mind of what I want. And like, so it might be um, a situation of like, renting some cameras or equipment or finding someone, doing a swap with someone and like, you know, yeah. figuring it out. But yeah, for sure. I, I'm excited to see, uh, to see that idea come out of my head onto, yes. you know, um, awesome. so yeah. Um, yeah, 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 totally. Um, so, uh, yeah, back to you. Sorry. <laughs> like, <laughs> no worries. Um, I definitely, yeah, selfishly, I wanted to talk to you, not just because I want listeners to know about you, but I just wanted to hear more <laughs> Um, so like your website, you have a lot of different things. You have, um, a shop for like clothing. Um, you have your music, you have, do you, do you do, you do coaching and workshops as well? Is that right? -ish? I don't currently, the only coaching workshop workshops that I was involved in was the one that I founded the dance workshop for singers, but I was in it. I founded it because I needed the help. So I partnered up with someone who was the coach. There was vocal coaches. There were, we went to the recording studio and had, you know, engineers doing things for us. We had um, our live performance coach, and, and all of that. So I was in that workshop and we put it on hold for a while simply because it was taking up a lot of time to run. And as much as I love it, I just so desperately want to get my own career up and going. And that was a whole nother, if I would have focused on that, it probably would have blown up and been amazing, but it would have been another like web development business type of deal. So I will get to that eventually. Um, I'm thinking I'll probably put it online. So it's a little more, we were doing in-person all the time. And so I had to be there and 
it was just a lot of upkeep. But I think if we put it online and the videos are made once and they sit there and we can just update it through the years, then it might be a little bit easier. So totally. I'll get back to that. Yeah. But no, I don't currently have anything like that. And I don't personally offer any coaching for singers or anything like that. The only thing I do is if singers feel so inclined, because I do it as time allows, like I spent, I don't know, eight hours with a friend the other day helping her with the Patreon. Um, I have even built websites for friends. Like I'm just so into helping people, but I don't officially have anything together. So I just tell people they can become a patron at any level if they feel like giving back and want to support the help I've given them. And that's an option. That's really awesome. And um, do you find that like as an entrepreneur, um, do you find that you ha it's do you find you have trouble um, finding the balance between your creative side and your entrepreneurial side? Because it, I think it's like for me, it's super easy to get go down the track of like, I'm building this thing and I'm this entrepreneur and I've got to do all the things. And then it's like, wait, but, but then there's this creative side of me that just wants to create and not worry about marketing and not worry yeah. about like all the other things. And so, um, yes. do you ever kind Absolutely. of, it's really tough. I had to start implementing and I've kind of failed at it lately, but block scheduling where I'll do, you know, like Mondays are for my music motivation Monday videos. It's a creative site that I put out. Tuesdays is for like my sync licensing course where I focus on, you know, getting my music and TV and film. And Wednesdays is for admin type stuff, like mailing off Patreon gifts, um, dealing with, you know, tax related things, um, like business type things. And then Thursdays is like my personal um, songwriting journey and you know like so just trying to block out time so I don't forget all the aspects and I don't spend the whole week working on like a, a cover video that maybe make me a couple of dollars in ad revenue and you know like and, and Patreon I do get paid for those so that's nice now <laughs> but you know you get the point just spending time on on things that maybe the ROI isn't isn't the best so you have to definitely balance that yeah um, do you, I find it like really your, your perspective and just, it's, it's really refreshing that you're so positive and encouraging and like, where did that come from? Is that something that like, um, have you just always been this way or is it something I that was have. like cultivated <laughs> through your life, like people in your life or something? I have. And it's funny because my husband's the opposite. Like I just call him my stormy little cloud or whatever. And obviously it's a track like he, we talk about happiness set points and my happiness set point is just like always up here and his is more down here. So it takes a little more to get to that point. Um, but yeah, ever since I was little, my mom tells me these stories. Like my sister used to pick on me and like she was making pancakes one morning and she like burnt a bunch of them and put them in a pile. And my mom's like, Oh, are those for the trash? She's like, no, those are for Audrey. And I was like, okay. And just grabbed him and walked off. And she's like, no, baby, you don't have to eat those. And like, I just never, I don't know. I just always see the best in people. I guess I always, always just err on the side of forgiveness. I, I guess for me, my outlook is we're just here for such a short time and I just don't want to waste it being upset with people or judging them. And yeah, they can do some really shitty things, but people have different journeys than us and they have different backgrounds. They're raised differently. They've gone through traumas that maybe their point is to come here and be shitty so that they can inspire someone to be really great and do something amazing. And, you know, I don't know. I just, I just try to focus on the lighter side of things. That's the quote that you asked me about um, that I loved just my whole life was no matter what the weather, bring your own sunshine. And 
And so, yeah, I think that's kind of my role in life. And with my music, I definitely err on that side of things. And these next, next batch of songs have a little bit of the darkness in there, but I always bring it back to the light. And there's some artists that really live in that darkness and it's so needed. Like I love Christina Aguilera and she talks about the dark side all the time and kind of lives there on some of her songs. And, and I love those songs too. So I think it makes different kinds to make the world go around. And I just happen to be that kind. Yeah. <laughs> I love that. I love that. Yeah. Um, I definitely, um, am on the, uh, bubbly optimistic happy side, always seeing the glass full, uh, overflowing, awesome. uh, yeah. even, uh, to many people's dismay <laughs> around me. But, uh, yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah. And, and we too have to be careful. Like, cause my husband will talk to me, like, are you really, you know, that happy or bubbly all the time? Or is there something that you're, you're holding on to that you need to process or, and I've definitely gone through that in my life. And I definitely feel like sometimes maybe I have not let certain things out and stuffed them down just to try to be positive and and it's a process that I went through and I, I learned the hard way to just always be authentic and and let it all out in some way shape or form and um and yeah I mean we all have our ups and downs so oh for but, sure and I mean feelings are valid like and I think yeah. that like um just because I have more of a positive attitude most of the time it doesn't mean I don't get really ticked off or upset and like yes. you know <laughs> <laughs> but it just means like, um, usually I try to time box my, like, I'll be like, okay, you can rant and freak out for whatever and scream and do whatever you need to do right now because you were wronged or whatever, but then you need to get over it and you need to like, and take action. Like if, if you're angry, like do something about it or let it go because yes. like holding on to anger and bitterness and all, it doesn't do anyone any good. No one cares. Like it literally, you're just hurting yourself. And, and really, and really you're hurting other people because, um, when you are bogged down by negativity, you're not shining your light. You're not doing a, a service to the world. So it's kind of like, again, going back to the life is short, you know, why waste any time being upset? Like, you know, there's legitimate wrongs in the world and there's legitimate, you know, there's ways of dealing with that. There's, you know, sometimes you have to walk away. Sometimes you have to, you know, there's things that you have to do, decisions that you have to make. But the thing is that we have the power to make those choices. Yes. Like, like, and I think one of the, the things that really in my journey, most recent things that I've gone through, I've realized like, I really, I have the power, like no one, I'm not a victim and no one else has control over how I feel like I get to choose every day, like my attitude and the, and what I'm going to do and who I'm going to be around. And, um, you know, and it's just, I think that we forget that sometimes like, uh, you know, and so it's funny. My recent song that I'm actually going in the studio with this week is called be your own hero. And it's very much about that, that whole thing, because yeah, it it talks about those moments when it's like, crap, like all this is happening. And oh my God, like the the song starts out, why is this happening to me? And, And it's not happening to you. You know, it's happening for you and you have a choice and you can be your own hero and you can like, well, screw this. I'm going to take a different, different path. And I always love that quote too, that it it ain't over unless you quit. So as long as you're still moving, there's still an opportunity to turn it around. And, and ultimately like my hardest, hardest, most painful lessons in my life have been the source of my greatest pivots, like my greatest, Mm -hmm. like bounce back. And like, they really, um, I'm actually grateful. I'm grateful for the, what I went through and the people that I was with and the things that happened, even though it was 
you know, you could look back on it and be like, oh, that was bad. But I don't think so. I think it was actually necessary because it brought me where I'm at now because I've learned so much and now I want to do things differently and change. And I think that you have to have a growth mindset or a change-based mindset to really embrace that philosophy because people who are very fixed in like good and bad, they're trapped. Like you, yeah. you know, and it, I feel really bad for them because I feel like I think people, and I know people can change. I don't even think it. I know people can change like every yeah. day. Every day I see people do dramatic things. Every day I'm shocked by people. (laughs) Every day, you know, yeah, it's like, it's, and what a wonderful thing that we can continually like revitalize and, and see our lives, see ourselves differently, that we can make different choices each and every moment that like every day you wake up and you're like, okay, well, I'm going to do the best I can today and, you know, and see what happens. And also brings back to the point of like, um, when I'm dealing with a particularly difficult issue or a person, um, I try to remember that people, this is something Brene Brown said in one of her books. It's like, yeah, yeah. Where it's like, I try to remember that she, her voice in my head of like, people are doing the best they can at at any given moment. Like, so this is the best that person can do for whatever reason, whatever their journey is, whatever. And so I just need to know that and just trust that like, maybe it's not great, you know, I really trust that people aren't being vindictive or jerks or whatever on purpose, right. that it's just something coming from somewhere else. And like, they're doing the best they can to handle whatever it is that's going on in their world. And, right. uh, and me too. And like, you know? times, yeah. It's not personal. It's just yeah. it's their filter. It's how yeah. they process and you just happen to be the one there. Yeah. So, yeah. 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 That's good. Yeah, yeah. I cannot wait to hear um, your new music that's going to come Thank out. That's going to be so cool. Yeah. Yeah, so I'm very excited. It's been a long time since I've been in someone else's studio. I was actually kind of nervous going into a new studio because I've been on my own for so long. But it's I love the in-person music making process of yeah. being with a producer and like having the song come together in front of you. And yeah. I love that too. I am, uh, both of my al- albums were like small studios, but still it was like really exciting to work with, with other people and be part of the whole process and just have that energy in the room yes. when you're, when you're recording and like, and then when everyone, like you hit however many takes and then everyone comes away, it's like, Oh, that was the one that was it. You know, yes. it's just, that is a fantastic moment. Like, yes, so. I love it. I am going to start learning some production things on my own because I don't want to have to wait another six years to gather up the money to go to the studio and all that. So even at just a basic level, I'd love to know how to just do the framework for my songs even and just get rough ideas and sketches down. And maybe I can hire session musicians at that point, you know, on the session singing side that I'm on and that kind of thing. Um, I just want to be able to more quickly get my ideas out there. Absolutely. Absolutely. And people that are listening or watching, um, I'm going to post all of your links and info, but, um, Audrey has an amazing YouTube channel and her videos are fantastic because like, first of all, you, you're going to love her music, but then you get to see these amazing vistas of like beautiful parks and places like in nature yeah. all over the country uh, world. Really? Um, yeah, was yeah. It, the video, was it Columbia that you, yep, that you took your mother? One. Yeah, that yes. was so beautiful. I was like, Thank it's you. just really cool. I have another one because I went back. So I have another Columbia one coming out. And then we did Hawaii. So I have that one coming out too. So that is so cool. Yeah. 
And I think everyone loves, like, at least I do, I love travel. And so, oh my gosh, yes. you know, and especially right now, we can't really go to those places easily. So yeah. this idea that you can take us there and sing to us <laughs> while yes. we're on this journey. I love that. Yeah. yeah, I love that combo too. It's a goal of mine, one of the 500, um, to make that a thing, maybe be hired by tour companies to actually be um, financed, to go on a vacation, write a song about it, make a video. And, and do that whole thing. Right? Oh, that would be so cool. That would be amazing. Yeah. I'll I could definitely that. see that. Yeah, yeah. Put it out there. It's going to happen. Yes. Yeah. Love it. Well, um, do you have any uh, advice or any kind of final thoughts? Because I feel like we've we've covered most of everything I was hoping to. Although I do want to say a couple things. Um, yeah. When I was going through, like, you know, stalking you, um, I... <laughs> <laughs> I um, I loved some of the things that you had on your merchandise, like the less judgy, more lovey. Like, yeah. I, I love that. Um, and bring back the love. Yeah, like, that's the title of one of my songs. Yeah. Okay, cool. Um, and uh, write your story. Is that another song? Uh-huh. That's the title of one of my songs. Uh, most of my t-shirts are titles of my songs. I did have another company I was running with my husband called Spirit Warrior Shop. Yeah. Um, he's big into crystals. And while we were traveling, we'd collect crystals. And he's really good at wire wrapping them. So we had you know, necklaces and rings and t-shirts with positive sayings. But again, I needed to focus yes. my life. So we sold off all of our inventory. We're putting that on hold for now. Maybe when we're retired, we'll get back to it. <laughs> um, so I've moved anything um, that I had over there that I liked over to my music shop. Um, but yeah, basically everything are song titles. And then there's some like that one, Less Dutchy, More Levy, um, that I'll have there too. Um, yeah, I, I wanted to have merch, but I wasn't a big fan of like having my face on a shirt or like something yeah. like that. So I, I like to put sayings. That's good. I like that too. And I love the sayings because they're so important. Like I love the idea of writing your story. That's been a big thing for me of um, dealing with people that tell your story, that tell their version of your story and have, and how you own your own story and be like, no, this is my story to tell. And like no one else can tell it because no one else has lived it. And um, yeah. People often come from their own Um, ideas of what you can or can't do. So I remember, you know, several times talking to people about my dreams and goals and it's like, oh, well, you can't make money doing that. Or, oh, that's like, like not a lot of people actually succeed at that. Like you should have a plan B or this or that. And it's just, I don't, I don't know. Yeah. You can write your own story. Like they're, they're coming from a place of it's not possible for them, but it could be possible for you. So that's kind of where I'm living right now. (laughs) And it could have, and it, maybe could have been it's coming from fear right like it maybe yeah. could be possible for them but they were too afraid to try and i feel like exactly. um and again that goes back to that whole scarcity um idea that like frame frame set that mindset that people have that i just i want to push so hard against because i feel like um this idea that only a few people are lucky enough to m- make it and I'm sorry. I'm going to make my life. I'm going to make it (laughs) like whatever it is, it's going to happen. It it is it right now. Like I'm doing it. So like, and I just feel like enjoying that journey and being as, as fully as you can be yourself. Um, you're going to allow other people to think, Oh, well maybe, maybe I can do the thing I want to do. Um, and not listen to those voices, those people that say the naysayers because they're just afraid. And maybe, and maybe if you shine bright enough that down the road that they'll get on the track, get on the train and like, you know, I mean, I feel like the, the more the merrier, um, 
So yeah. Anyway. Yeah. I'm definitely on that track. I mean, I could have stayed in the web business and, you know, we were doing well. I could have, you know, probably climbed that ladder and made maybe more money quicker or something and starting over in a sense in my music business, but I don't care if I, if I could make it in that business, why can't I make it in my music business? And the more I do it, the more it happens and the more um, revalidated that it's possible. You just have to do it. You know, yeah. I don't, I don't want to look back and, and realize that I've lived in fear the whole time. We're here one time. So this is it. I'm going to do it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I love it. And there's always a million roads and pivot points, right? Like, yeah. You know, I think that we worry way too much about like how to get there or we don't have a vision of what there is. So we kind of stay small or stay like, you know, oh, well, this is just enough. And living more abundantly means like just trusting, just trusting that like that stuff is out there. And um, I continually have moments where I am terrified of resources or this or that and then I just trust and then the next day literally this windfall will happen and I'll just like things doors will open like gates wide blown wide open and I'm just like how is this I mean I'm not even that shocked because I trust but I'm also still like blown away I'm like wow good like I'm like so grateful that it's like okay I guess yeah I guess I should keep doing this (laughs) <laughs> yeah, my husband and I are 37 now. We left corporate America when we were 25. And like ever since then, yeah, there's always been those moments where it's like, oh my God, how's this going to happen? And then it just happens every single time, every single year for a long time. So it's, there's no reason to think that it won't continue. That's happen, awesome. So. Yeah, yeah. That is so cool. <laughs> Well, thank you so much. I definitely uh, want to stay in touch with you, um, yeah. and I'd love to like get feedback from you as well for you know personally for my projects too. I will, Heck yeah, uh, yeah, I love doing um, that. Yeah, uh, yeah, especially the green screen stuff. These are like areas I don't have a hundred percent knowledge in, and just like you know, I'm just I'm just trying new stuff. So yeah. uh, it's always great to talk to other people who've had like experience and like you know get some get some tips, get some pointers. For sure, yeah, I am here for you. That's awesome. That's yeah. so cool. And I made a little Amazon store too. Another little tip for singers that I put everything that I have in my studio, um, like my green screen equipment, my lighting, because I get asked that kind of stuff a lot. So I made an Amazon shop and then when people buy stuff off of it, then I get a kickback, which is kind of nice. Oh, that's great. Yeah. That is awesome. Yeah. I'll definitely check that out and include yeah. all of that. Is that all in your website, your main site? Or... Yeah, yeah, my gear I love. It's on a page called Gear I Love. And then okay, that, it, I saw that, yeah. There. Yeah. Okay, cool. Cool. Yeah. That is awesome. Well, thank you so much. I'm definitely going to link um like one of your videos. I don't know which one I should link, but they're all really good. But anyway, I'll, I'll <laughs> yeah, I'll pick one and um, okay. so people can have a little taste of your of your music and hopefully dig into you deeper and um awesome. Yeah, thank you, thank so, you much. so much. You yeah, too. And, and hope hopefully uh, our RV paths will cross someday. I know. Yes, that would be, be amazing. I yeah. love it. Awesome. Well, thanks, Audrey. I hope you have a beautiful day. You too. Thanks. Bye. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of Flipping Dreams. As always, please subscribe. Please send this to friends and family, strangers on the street. Share the love, because when we all succeed, it makes our world a better place. Have a wonderful day, and I'll see you back here next week on Flipping Dreams.